welcome to the Nourish Gut Podcast. This space is for you if you suffer from digestive issues such as IBS, SIBO, or even bowel disease. This is also the place for you if you're thinking about having a baby or if you have young children and would like to learn more about the infant microbiome. I am your host, Carly Raven. I'm a naturopath, clinical nutritionist, gut health expert, and mother. My mission is to resolve complex gut health issues and reduce the prevalence of gut disorders by educating parents just about how vital gut health is in infants. So if you're ready to get your shit together, please grab a cup of tea, sit back and enjoy and let's improve our guts together. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Nourish Gut podcast. Today we're going to be talking about everything to do with the microbiome. So this is a word that I'm going to be using a lot and it's something that I use already a lot with my patients and being a naturopath sometimes we start to use words that not everybody knows and understands. So because I'm going to be talking about the word microbiome so much, I really want you guys to actually know what I mean when I'm saying the word microbiome. So I thought I would spend some time today with you all and actually chat about what is the gut microbiome and and why is this so important to our health and well-being? So let's start by actually unpacking, you know, the microbiome in the gut and what's happening there. So essentially what's going on is that we have lots of different organisms in our bowel that make up our microbiome. Did you actually know that we're more microbiome than we like we have more microbes in our gut than we do cells in our whole body. It's pretty phenomenal. Like we're pretty much more bacteria and organisms than we actually are human. Like they own us. Like it's pretty cool. And that just kind of gives you a little bit of a glimpse into why these guys and why our microbiome is actually so important for our health. So just take a moment and kind of digest that. Like do you actually think about like, I'm more microbe than I am human, like really, really cool stuff. So basically with, with all of these organisms, we can have healthy organisms, we can have unhealthy organisms and they're different organisms. So we can have like parasites, we can have bacteria, we can have lots of different types of bacteria and diversity of bacteria and so many different you know pathogens and pathobionts and all of these other really fancy words that basically are just subcategories under you know bacteria in in our bowel Um, and they all have their own key roles to play when it comes to keeping our gut happy or communicating to other parts of our body or our immune system or our brain or our glucose levels or you know inflammation in our body it's all super super connected and it all comes from these little guys that are essentially hanging out in our bug um sorry in our gut so i kind of talk about the microbiome as kind of like soldiers or sometimes even a bit of like a forest you know like we we want to have a really really robust forest okay so we want to make sure that it's really lush and green and there's lots of different you know on the ground we've got different fungi and you know different um species of things growing and they're really thriving and every time they get water they just keep growing 
and everything's really happy and in balance. But sometimes what can happen is that the forest can get overgrown, right? Like there can be different types of trees and things that, um, you know, for some reason, when they're not being given the right things or they're not the right environment, they can kind of take over and, and, you know, really rule the forest. So it's all about kind of keeping everything in balance when it comes to your gut. And I use the word diversity a lot because we want to see when it comes to your gut, a really diverse population of species. And, you know, like we always talk about as health professionals, like, you know, we want to get as much probiotics and, you know, good species in our bowel. And, um, and that's great. And we, and we definitely do, but it's also about the balance of the diversity of these species. Okay. And so what I mean by that is we actually want to see like different strains, uh, of bacteria, but we want them to be in there at the right level, because if we don't have enough of them, it has the potential to create imbalance or create a symptom or disease. Or if we've got an overgrowth of some of the wrong ones, then we can actually contribute to disease as well. For example, there's things like proteobacteria and sulfate uh, reducing bacteria, and they can actually cause a lot of havoc in our gut and they can become overgrown and really dominate. Often this is because people aren't eating enough fiber and most of the population aren't. Uh, that's one of the driving things for these guys to kind of become overgrown. But there's been numerous studies that have been done to show that an overgrowth of proteobacteria or sulfate reducing bacteria can actually um, increase the rate of IBD. And it's definitely been shown in patients with IBD um, that they often have an overgrowth of these uh, pathogens that are releasing a lot of toxic inflammatory substances in the bowel. So when coming back to like when I was talking about the forest and the soldiers, like we want to make sure that, you know, we've got really robust soldiers as well. Like our forest is really nice and, and, and rich and growing and happy. We don't have all of this overgrowth, but we also want to make sure that we've got some really good, strong soldiers, right? We've got the good guys there and they're the ones that can kind of like come out and fight off any potential pathogen like just say you eat something funky and you're about to get gastroenteritis if you have a good microbiome like if your bugs hanging out inside you are there in the right amount and they're really robust and healthy and you've got the ones that have the potential to combat in fact infections and constantly improving the immune system and strengthening the immune system then you're going to be healthier and you're going to have like that first line of defense in your gut and you're going to fight off infections so much quicker. Okay. So we want to have those, um, you know, our soldiers nice and strong. And we also want to have the forest nice and lush. And, you know, this all comes back to a term that we use as naturopaths, as dysbiosis and that's essentially just we don't want to have an overgrowth or we don't want to have an under um, production or existence of really beneficial health promoting strains of bacteria so you know it's not also just about like the microbes and the organisms that are hanging out in your gut right like obviously they're so important and we have you know we can do really great dietary therapy we can use probiotics we can use prebiotics we can use all these amazing things to really quickly make changes, right? Like 
for example, like I've done tests in patients on their microbiome and even within a month of purely just using probiotics, prebiotics and dietary change, in six weeks, we can see a really significant change, you know, um, to patients' microbiome. So it, it is really phenomenal. And often it's the diet that has a really key um role to be playing in, in patients as well like um i think it's important that you know we really put an emphasis emphasis on our diet and and it, we have an opportunity to eat like three times a day and we're definitely you know in a world where convenience is uh, often unfortunately a thing and you know we're, we've got convenience foods we've got fast foods and that western diet unfortunately is just not great for the microbiome so um you know and one thing i talk to my patients all about a lot of the time is it's not about what we do you know here and there it's about what we're doing every day so if there's something that you're doing and it's not a healthy habit and you're doing it every day or every second day that's probably going to be impacting your microbiome and creating what we call dysbiosis and that imbalance that i've been talking about earlier so you know if you're listening today and you're like oh man like how can I do this? It's all really overwhelming. Like if you can just start to change your diet and eat more fiber and whole foods and less processed foods and saturated fat foods, then you're going to be making a really big difference because I've seen it in so many different patients as well. Now, I did want to make mention that it's also not about just the um, bacteria, right? Like these bacteria are also producing things that are really great for our gut, right? So we've got things like short-chain fatty acids and butyrate and propanate and acetate that are released and produced from the bacteria. And then that goes on and has a really positive effect um, as well. But again, all of those things are really promoted by high fiber and certain fibers in the diet as well. So we want to make sure that, you know, we've got the right bacteria, that they're working really well, that they're producing all of the things that they um, have the capacity to do, like with short-chain fatty acids, um, so that we can have a really healthy gut and therefore reduce the incidence of IBS, SIBO, and IBD. So what we also kind of want to talk about a little bit today is that this is definitely a world of like wait, watch and see, because, you know, we now have so much information coming out about the microbiome. We have incredible testing that is now available for patients um, where we're using shotgun, shotgun metagenomic testing in the gut. It's like you just, all you have to do is take a sample of your stool and you're sending away to the lab and four to five weeks later, a report comes back to someone like myself or your practitioner and they have this incredible amount of information about you and your gut bacteria. And we're still learning, right? Like we still don't know everything when it comes to the gut microbiome. And that's part of why I love what I do, because I know that it's forever evolving and there is currently so much research going into all of this and it's phenomenal. And so while, while we all, you know, as practitioners um, know a lot, 
right now, it's also definitely a, a wait and see um, what kind of happens and what comes out. And I do believe in the next five to 10 years, it's, you know, things are constantly changing, you know, like it was only a couple of years ago where they had to reclassify an entire, you know, category of bacteria because they discovered that it wasn't even a bacteria. Um, and it's this whole different thing now. Um, and so we had to like re like name something. And that took ages for me as a practitioner to get my head around, but, um, you know, it's like, whoops, that's not actually a bacteria. Like (laughs) it's pretty crazy stuff. So, um, you know, uh, as soon as I know new things about different bacteria and strains, I will be able to share that with you guys. But, um, you know, we can only use what we currently know now. Um, and often when I'm going through these reports for my patients, um, I will see there and I'll go, Oh gosh, I'm not seeing that before. Um, and I'll click down and try and read some more. I'll get up PubMed and do a bit of a search and, you know, "Mm, there's not actually that much there. And I go, okay, well, this is definitely a species or a strain of bacteria that, um, they don't know much about yet. And it's through people doing these types of microbiome tests that we actually get to learn more, um, because they're using it as a part of research as well, which is, is really exciting for me. Um, Yeah, so that is kind of like a summary of, you know, what is the microbiome, what are organisms, Uh, I've given you kind of quite a few different things to start thinking about and um, hopefully after today you uh, can see the importance of your diet and, you know, making sure that you have... um, a really fiber rich diet, but that can also be confusing for some people as well, because, you know, too much fiber, not enough fiber, depending on the type of gut condition that you have, it can really, um, cause different symptoms and things like that. So that's where, you know, individualized testing is really important because it's going to actually give you an indication of like, what's actually happening from a bacterial level and you know for example if you have um, a high amount of proteobacteria and sulfate reducing bacteria you're going to need to rebalance that first and that might mean you know short-term removal of sulfite rich foods while you remove that overgrowth and then all of a sudden you can add those foods back in like an egg and you'll no longer have like really super stinky farts um and you know while we're on this podcast, I'm going to be talking about poo and farts. And, you know, it is a really kind of taboo topic sometime. And I'm hoping that throughout this podcast, I can, you know, kind of break down those barriers a little bit and make it a bit more normal to talk about poo. And I have like this little mission that I want everybody to have a Bristol stool chart, um, on the back of their door in their toilet um, and that every child should know what a good poo is Um, and that's definitely something that I'm teaching people through with our um, nourished gut membership so yes that is a little bit of a passion of mine so what I kind of wanted to leave you with today is um, and I'm going to be leading into our next episode in the podcast all about gut 40 and that comes back to fiber and I'll go into that a little bit more in the next episode but um I do have this resource on my website. It's free. So definitely jump on there, cullyraven.com. I will pop it in the show notes for you. Um, And you can download that and um, start to really look at your diet and fiber consumption. Um, And then definitely tune into the next episode so that you can learn a little bit more about gut 40 and why that is so important uh, in regards to everything that we've spoken about today um, with the microbiome. 
I hope that that has been significantly, um, you know, educational for you and that you've taken something away from today. And I will speak to you very soon all about Gut 40 on the next episode. Did you like what you heard? Leave us a review. If you'd like to learn more about my Nourish Gut program or the Nourish Gut Kids membership, head over to my website. Would you like to be a part of a community that gets it? Join our Facebook group, Nourish Gut Community, or come and follow me over on Instagram. All of these links can be found in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time on the Nourish Gut Podcast.